In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, how are you today? You're listening to the St. Mark Bemidji Sunday Edition Podcast. This podcast features a replay of our Sunday sermon, or on occasion a sermon from another Wells Sister Church. Today's sermon is sponsored by Pure Dehydrated Water. Dehydrated water. You'll feel like you're carrying nothing but air when you fill your water jugs with our specially formulated Pure H2O. If you enjoy what you hear today, you might also enjoy our weekday devotions, which you will automatically get if you subscribe to this podcast. Additionally, you might consider sharing it with a friend. Each and every podcast has a share link in its description, which can be found in the same podcast app that you're listening to right now. I've tried to make the link to it obvious. Let me know if it isn't at john.kirk at stmarksbemidji.org. Share God's word, because God wants us all to come to be with him forever. Today's sermon is from our home congregation here at St. Mark in Bemidji. Pastor was out this week cheering for some no-name green and yellow football team, so I filled in for him. He wrote it, but I presented it to the congregation. It's based on a reading from Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. All the way back in Genesis chapter 1, God says, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times, and days, and years, and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light to the earth. So far, God's ordained purpose for stars and the light in the sky has been accomplished. The ancients used them to mark when to plant and reap their crops. Ancient sailors, really all travelers, use them to navigate across vast distances. Stars are there to guide and enlighten. How fitting it is, then, that God uses another star to guide and enlighten us. Not constellations, not the North Star, but the Epiphany Star. And you might think, well, hang on, I thought that star was a one-time deal. The Magi from the East saw it. Sure, God enticed them with it. It guided them. It enlightened them. But it's no longer in the night sky. And true enough, while we can't physically see that star burning in the sky anymore, 
the gospel according to Matthew still entices us with it. The Holy Spirit makes us consider it, albeit in a different way. The light of that star still guides us today as it did the Magi. The light of that star still enlightens us today. Above the darkness of the world, gleaming, shining, and bidding us to follow the Epiphany star. The text for this morning begins with the Magi, or wise men, arriving from the east. We are kind of in the dark about these guys. We don't know for sure where they came from. We hear them called kings sometimes, but we don't know if that's true or not. We don't even know how many of them there were. Despite that hymn, we three kings of Orient are. There might be many questions about these guys, and that's okay. We get to see ourselves in their shoes. They were Gentiles by birth. We are Gentiles by birth. We get to see just how the light of the Epiphany star shone for them. It shines for us. Just as they followed it, were guided by it, and were enlightened by it, so are we. Anyway, the mysterious Magi show up in Jerusalem. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. The word Magi implies that these men were learned. They were scholars, perhaps, even teachers, astronomers, and clearly, wise men. They saw the star and knew it was different. It marked something, a change, an event. We don't know where they were from, Babylon perhaps, or farther east. As I said, they weren't Jewish children of Israel by blood. They asked to see the king of the Jews. They want to worship him. We might not know much about them, but it's clear that somehow they came into contact with Scripture. Which prophecy was it that guided them all this way? Was it the one from Numbers chapter 24? I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. Or was it the words of Isaiah chapter 60? Arise, shine, your light is come. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Either way, they knew to follow the Epiphany star. Regardless, they know this guiding star is from God. The morning star marks the fulfillment of God's promise, and they followed its guiding light to come and worship. When expecting the birth of a king, naturally, they go to inquire about it at the palace. However, when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied. This must have amazed the Magi. They see this star. Its light shines off of the pages of prophecy in God's word. This star marks the birth of Emmanuel, the Prince of Peace, King of the Jews. So it guides them to Jerusalem, and they find a city not wrapped in the warm glow of expectant joy, but totally in the dark and scrambling at the last minute for answers. The people to whom this promise was given forgot the light shining in prophecy that guided all God's people through the ages. The Magi find a king and people 
who are supposed to be spiritual leaders and children of Israel by birth, wandering in the dark. But honestly, it's not much different today. There is a warning to take note of here in this Word of God. To fight against the sinful nature that wants to be like Herod and the high priests and the scribes. The sinful nature that gets complacent with church, with God's Word, and its ever-important guiding light of truth. Just like Herod and the spiritual leaders of Israel. How many people once sat in these pews that are no longer here, but left because they preferred to go back into the darkness? Instead of following the guiding light of the Epiphany star, they chose to wander back off into the darkness enticed by the wisdom of the world, or their career, or relationships, or earthly riches and status. Follow that Epiphany star, for it guides, just as it did for the Magi. The light of the Epiphany star guides us always to Jesus. As Matthew says, After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. They were overjoyed because they were right. Their long journey was not in vain. The Epiphany star guided them through many a dark road, through the darkened halls of the evil King Herod, and now it stopped and illuminated the place where the child of hope and promise was. Bethlehem is less than 10 kilometers from Jerusalem. I can cover that distance on a good day in 45 minutes in a jog. And that's where the star was guiding. Bethlehem was the place it was guiding them to. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They rejoiced at the sight of mother and that child because they followed the Epiphany star, their path illuminated by physical light and enlightened by scripture. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Truly, these were enlightened, wise men. Look at the gifts they brought gold for a king, incense as a priest would burn in the temple, and interesting, myrrh. Myrrh was used to embalm dead bodies. It's a strange gift for a child, isn't it? No, hardly. Not this child. The wise men knew exactly who he was, that he would be pierced and crushed for our iniquity. The punishment that brings us peace would be on him, This is the reason for their rejoicing and their joy and their worship. These men were sinners too. They followed the Epiphany star and found the true light of the world in the form of a child. He is the light of the world. In him they saw a king. They saw a priest and a sacrifice to end all sacrifice. In him was the answer for every trial, trouble, and guilty conscience. It's like this. It seems that the light of God's Word shines brightest in our lives even when things appear darkest. How often hasn't a sinner who wandered off into the world of darkness been brought to joy upon hearing that they are forgiven in Christ Jesus? Our pastor gets to see firsthand how people in the hospital or those in nursing homes find their only joy in the lovely light of Jesus 
our morning star shining off the pages of Scripture. Even when everything else in life seems to be drab, dismal, and dark. Just as it did for the Magi, the Epiphany star still shines for us today. Ponder how still in a way it guided you all here today. It still marks the way for us, to Jesus, and enlightens us today in the glow of His forgiveness, peace, and love. True, it's not physically in the sky anymore, but He still shines for us right off of the pages of Scripture and right into our hearts. How lovely shines the morning star The nations see and hail afar The light in Judah shining Thou, David, son of Jacob's race My bridegroom and my king of grace For thee my heart is pining, lowly, holy, great and glorious, thou victorious Prince of graces, filling all the heavenly places. Jesus says in Revelation 22, verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright morning star. Continue to follow that star. Amen. I sincerely pray that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Didn't get enough of God's Word? Are you missing out on that in-person fellowship? We hold divine services right here in Bemidji, Minnesota, at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. We also live stream our Sunday Divine Service at 8 a.m. You can ensure that you are notified when a stream is live or a new podcast is available by subscribing to our YouTube channel. It's easy to find by typing in St. Mark Bemidji in the search bar and clicking on the subscribe button. Want to listen to meditations the way I do every day? Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Go to podcastindex.org and search for St. Mark Bemidji to find us. This is our fifth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarksbemidji.org or look at the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again, www.stmarksbemidji.org. May God bless the rest of your day.